How's everybody feeling today? How's everybody feeling today? How's everybody feeling today? What are we? What do we do? It's time to make it. Let's get to work. Game. Let's When you're beating up and keep dredging up past mistakes that somebody made, past transgressions that somebody has made, when you keep bringing that stuff up, what do you think it does to that person? Do you think it's bringing them up or bringing them down? It's bringing them down. And if they're a part of your team and they're sinking, what are you doing too? Sinking! (laughs) You're puncturing holes in a ship that both of you are in. It's counterproductive. Your objective ought to be to raise that person up and to lift them up so that they can be the best expression of everything that God put in them to be. When you lift them, you lift yourself. So if you happen to be a person who is a very selfish person by nature, and if you're only thinking about yourself, if you're really concerned about your own well-being, make certain that your partner is happy, excited, liberated to be the best possible person they can be, inspired to be the best person they can be so that you can get what you want out of the relationship. If you're coming at it solely from just that side of things. If you're coming at it from a standpoint of us. Now when each of you begin to inspire one another, oh boy, now you got paradise at home and you've got a wonderful place to come back to. Hope I'm making sense. And this isn't just for personal relationships, it could also be for your children because some people continually remind their kids about what they didn't do right. And then kids grow up with a complex. They grow up with inferiority complexes because they've been reminded of all the things they did wrong as opposed to reminding them of more of the things that they're doing right. And then when the child turns out to be wayward or or have all kinds of different issues, we're wondering, where did that come from? Well, what have you been saying to the child? What have you been programming into the child? What belief systems are you forming in that child? Mom and dad, particularly during the early years of a child's life, you're like, you're Superman and Superwoman. You're the superhero. And the words that you speak have weight. Sometimes you don't realize the weight. You tell somebody that they're a loser, that they'll never amount to nothing, that they'll never create anything. They're horrible at this and they're horrible at that or that they're a bad kid. That becomes a part of their memories. And then when it comes time for them to go out to try to create something new, they've got in their subconscious mind a programming that says that they're no good. How in the hell do you expect something great to come from that when you've been programming crap in that mind? If that's what you're doing, you need to stop today. Do you want to sentence the next generation to death? Or do you want to give them the greatest opportunity to not just life, but life abundantly? Life and death is in the tongue, and you need to be careful what you say to people. Because sometimes you have no idea how it can impact and how they're going to remember those things. Let's use memory for constructive purposes. Let's remember the times when they did something that's great, when they were a champ, when they couldn't lose, when they did something that was just absolutely exemplary. Why don't we spend time reminding people about that? That's using memory for the right purpose. Hope I'm making sense. There's some of us who have made mistakes in life. Not some of us, all of us. 
who have made mistakes. In fact, you know, I think I could write a book personally on what not to do. Some of the mistakes I've made in life, oh my word. Now, there are some who maybe have entered a relationship that they shouldn't have. Somebody maybe made an investment that they shouldn't have. Somebody maybe tried a business and failed at it. And, you know, and here's the thing. The past does not equal the future. I'm going to say it again. The past does not equal the future. If it did... I wouldn't be standing in front of you or speaking to you today. Because some of the mistakes I made darn well almost cost me my life. Oh yeah. The beauty of life is that we can press the reset button at any time. And so no matter how many bad relationships you've had, no matter how many bad investments that you've made, if you learn from the experience... The first question I want you to start to do is look at what was the good from the experience. So you came out of a bad relationship or you had a bad business experience or you had a bad investment experience. So what did you learn from the experience? Well, you learned what you don't want. You learned what some certain things, what not to do. You may have learned how in, in one instance you, you may have been overbearing to somebody. And you say, you know, I'm not going to do that anymore. I remember, like, I'll just speak from personal experience. I remember there was a time for me... The family I was raised in, we were not the most affectionate. I came from a loving household. My mom is extremely loving, but was not an affectionate household. My ex-wife, she came from a very affectionate household. They were touchy-touchy, feely-feely. <laughs> and so for me, coming into a person who was, on the, in my mind, on the extreme side, on the touchy-touchy, feely-feely, and I'm not accustomed to that, that represented a problem. There was a conflict. And the question that I had to answer was, was this person worth it to make an adjustment? You know, and what is good in affection? What is good with being close? What is good in the touching? What is good in public displays of affection? What is good in that side? So they began to think about the good sides of it. Well, it shows a greater level of connection. It demonstrates to somebody that you care. I just started writing down this list of the things that are good about it. Are you getting what I'm saying? And then so as I began to think about what's good in it, I began to feel better about it. And now when I'm in a relationship, I'm very affectionate. But I learned that from a past experience. Are you getting what I'm saying? When you are in a situation, you begin to look for the good even in the negative even with my divorce, was there any good that came out of it? I mean, there's a lot of negatives <laughs> that occurred, but were there any good? Yes. One, I know that the mistakes I made in that relationship, I'm not going to make in that relationships going forward. Because, you know, usually there are both sides, there was a problem. Nobody is perfect, right? And so I've learned from my mistakes in that relationship. And I'm not going to repeat those. In fact, it's funny because my ex-wife, and I'm thankful that we're on great terms, we are friends um, to this day, thank God. And she said to me one day, she says, Noel, your future wife is going to be a really lucky lady. And I said, why do you say that? She says, because you're not going to make the same mistakes that you made when we were together. And I guess she was waiting for me to say, and your future husband's a really lucky guy too. <laughs> you know, which I did because he is a fortunate man to have her. She's a great lady. So the point simply is, is that we can learn from the past so that we don't repeat the mistakes of the past. Now, if you keep repeating mistakes, 
from the past, so we're not learning from what's happened in the past, then we're just silly. Then we're foolish, and we need to make some adjustments in the present so that we can create a new past. I hope that that makes sense. In the area of business, some of you may have been like me, where I started out and I would stop and I started and I stopped and talking about as far as the coaching business was concerned. I started and stopped about three or four times before I finally made my decision. And y'all who've been listening to the audios already know the story, so I don't need to get back into it right now. But the point simply is, if I had looked at it and said, oh man, I tried this before and it didn't work out at the rate that I speed that I wanted it to, so I'm not going to do it now. And, and I started dwelling on the past with it. Then this program wouldn't exist and all the lives that have been transformed because of the fact that I stuck with it and worked through the challenges, the lives that have been impacted wouldn't have been impacted. And it's a lot of lives that have been positively impacted because I made a decision to not be imprisoned by my past. I have personally made investments in things and lost before. If I allowed that to continue to guide my decision making, I wouldn't have bought the house that I'm in right now and I wouldn't be up the kind of money that I'm up right now on my property. Nor would I have made other investments with other people in other places and got the returns off of those investments. If I allowed the past to equal my future, if I allowed memory of the negatives of that have occurred being robbed by people who I trusted. If I allowed that to rob me of my future, everything that I have now wouldn't exist. If you have been building, working at that network marketing business, or you've been working on that side business you've been thinking about, let's just say on the network marketing side, you were building a team and you build it up to 20 or 30 people or 50 people or 100 people, and then Another business opportunity came up and all those people quit and all that hard work went to nothing. Now, do you never do network marketing again? Do you stop? Do you never try again? Do you never take another stab at it? What can you learn from what happened? What can you learn? How different do you need to train your people who are joining you in your organization? What type of ideas do you need to infuse in them? Well, as an example, maybe you can say to them, look, you know what? You can make a lot of money, all types of businesses. Why are you in this business? Why, why this one? There are a lot of other great network marketing opportunities out there. Why this one? Are you prepared to focus and commit to this even if other stuff shows up? Will you make a commitment to build it to a certain level before passing on the leadership to somebody else and maybe not taking your entire team to go join another business or company? Because it happens all the time. That's called cannibalization of business and it comes from people who are lazy who don't want to build. <laughs> they want to be at the ground floor at the beginning. When something's at the ground floor, it's also untested. Are you getting what I'm saying? So that there are some times that you have to consider that the grass is always greener on the other side until you jump over. And then you see it's much of the same. <laughs> so maybe you just need to speak a different type of life into your people, into your team. Or if you're, if you're running a direct sales team, same thing. One of the rules that we had when I was in the direct sales or door-to-door sales business was that we weren't even allowed to build teams and we could till we could generate enough in sales personally to cover all of our bills. Why? Because we know that you can lose people. It's just part of business. Mm-hmm. You had to know that on your own, you could go out and produce a certain result. Now, some may say, well, that may be tough because my business to margins are low. Listen, any product or good you're selling can be sold on a mass level. 
it can be sold in a different way than you're doing it. You just got to use that intellectual faculty called imagination. My point simply is when you know that you can do it, you're less concerned whether people stay with you or not because at the end of the day, you already know you, you can replace them and rebuild if you have to. The concern is, or the fear enters, when you don't believe you can do it. So you can learn from the past of what's happened. How would I build it differently this time? What would be the messages? What am I going to tolerate from my team? What will I not tolerate from my team? I hope you're getting what I'm saying. A better way to use memory. You're using it for educational purposes in that, in that respect. Also, so if you're running a traditional business and you've had a couple that failed, look, I'll tell you something. Tyler Perry, who's the, you know, the playwright and the guy who makes a lot of movies, Google Tyler Perry and look up his story. I'm not going to get into the whole story here. You can Google him and watch the video when he talks about how many times he tried with the plays that he was doing and where he thought he was expecting a big turnout. He basically quit at one point because he was tired. Then somebody came up to him and said, look, just try one more time. Just one more time. And that was the time where he broke loose. And everything is different. Next thing you know, the man's hanging out with the late, great Nelson Mandela, hanging out with Oprah. Not only hanging out with Oprah, but being a business partner with Oprah Winfrey. Yeah. He started with nothing, guys. He didn't start with anything. He started with nothing. Everybody starts with zero. I started my coaching business with no clients. Everybody starts with zero. There was a time when Donald Trump did not have any holdings of his own. Through the time when Sir Richard Branson had nothing, Martha Stewart had nothing, Oprah Winfrey had nothing, all of them started with nothing. Now somebody say, well, Donald Trump had, had his dad. No, Donald Trump wasn't given buildings by his father. He went and purchased his own based on what he earned for himself. He had to earn what he has. And he's built something that eclipsed anything that his father has ever done. His dad isn't the one who bailed him out of being a billion dollars in debt. He had to bail himself out of that mess. Let's give, you know, respect where it's due. So when we're talking about the past, are you going to allow the fact that you have not succeeded at certain business opportunities to rid you of the opportunity of going after and creating a new life for your family? Are you really going to do that? Then you'll never be honored like the Edisons of the world who had to go through so many different trials and failures trying to make a light bulb. Without somebody trying, it wouldn't happen. You know how many broken bones the Wright brothers had to go through before they got a plane that would actually take catch and stay in the air? Those original pilots who got up in those planes? Come on. Do you want to be a person who's just a footnote in history or do you want to really make history? The people who make history are willing to to get past the failures of the past and focus on what they want to create. You're going to have results or you're going to have excuses, but you're not going to have both. Make a decision. Now, there are some who use memory from the standpoint of remembering when we were kings. Remember back in the day when we used to rule the sandbox? <laughs> when we were kings, we used to make all kind of great things happen. Man, we were the, man, in high school, man, we used to run that. We used to run high school, man. Like we were the kings, we were the queens. We used to run that. We were the king. Then we got to university, all hell broke loose and everything went to crap. <laughs> Listen, living in the past, even with positive stuff, is no less dangerous than dwelling on negatives and living in the past. It's no less dangerous. Why? Because it doesn't allow you to be present to what's currently going on today. 
It's nice to be able to think back on the past and reflect on some of those things. Man, when I was the king and when I did great, great. So what is it going to take to be that king again? What is it going to take to be that queen again? What's it going to take to take things to levels far beyond anything I've ever done back then? I want to eclipse the results of what I used to do. And I should because I know more now than I did then. How can your younger self be outperforming your adult self? How does that happen? (laughs) Are you getting me? And how many of you is that even acceptable for? Where I come from, that's absolutely unacceptable. I will not be hiraled by my younger self. I'm not going to live in the shadow of my old self and hang my laurels on being great once upon a time. Be great till the grave, damn it. Be great till the grave. All the way to the end. And let your legacy, that which you build, be celebrated by your family, your friends, and the people who are around you who are inspired by your example. Memory is something that we can touch on, but we will never dwell on. Let us focus on what we want to create in the moment, what we intend to build, and where we intend to go. Let's create the reality that we are after. You deserve it. Go after it today. Have a powerful day. This concludes today's message. We hope you got some great ideas that you can use in order to take your game to the next level. Remember to listen to these audios over and over again to drive the messages deep into your subconscious mind. New thoughts create new cells which create a new being. Let these messages become a part of the new you. Let those you care about know about this program. With your help, we can take this message all over the world. We'll see you next week. Have a powerful day.